So on this podcast, uh, today we're going to talk about relationships, and the best relationship that I can think of at this, at this present moment is to give you guys a a journey, and uh, start with our relationship, and how long we have been together, we've been together for, wait a minute, talk about our relationship, but first I'm going to introduce myself, my name is Brian, I am Ashley, and we have been together for 20, almost 20 years. And we've been married 15. Now, we first met when we were 15. And um, we have been in a amazing relationship filled with a lot of learning journeys that we, journey, journey. <laughs> that we have <laughs> placed ourselves into. And um, so uh, we'll just go right to, I'll, I'll go from high school after we had our first child, Brandon. Is that, that's okay with you? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, <clears throat> I was 18 um, when, my, when our first son was born, Brandon. Our oldest, he's 16. And um, doing the, I uh, just want to talk about, my my senior year of high school. So during that time, when we when we dated, we both went to different uh, counties. We lived in different counties, um, and I had the the uh, <laughs> I would, I don't want to say guilt. I I'll just say I had the 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 the, the pregnancy in my mind that that senior year, and I didn't know what to say to my to, to my friends but I knew I had to tell somebody because it's like you know it's a lot of it was a lot of pressure for me at, at 18 and I, I wanted to make sure that uh, I was a good dad and think about all the things that you know I wanted to make sure I didn't do and like I'm thinking about this stuff at 18 high school and it's and it's like huh, you're supposed to be focusing on your grades and like I'm not like, nah. so I'm thinking about okay I gotta get a job and I never really really uh thought of thought that far as far as getting a job and having to actually be responsible you know I'm thinking about okay am I gonna go to school or college or not you know and when that when we got there at that moment uh, everything changed when I found out that, that she was pregnant and um but back to the back to the, the the point I was trying to make so I didn't really know what to say as far as my friends but I knew that I had to tell somebody and I only told like two or three people and when I told them they were just like oh man you know uh, uh, what you gonna do or like like <laughs> talked about um, you know whether or not that she was gonna keep it or whether you know uh, we were gonna have the baby and I was just like you know Pretty sure she we gonna we we gonna keep the baby, you know, and because Ashley's parents are were, were were extremely Christian for one, for two we wouldn't have if we chose to do that, then this magnificent person that we we have today wouldn't be here. But that just wasn't a part of our path. I don't, you know. So 
Anyway, uh, he is born, and everybody found out like uh, 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 that graduation, and uh, so there were a lot of questions, and they were like, "Wow, Brian, Brian!" I guess they thought that I was just some innocent little kid that <laughs> that didn't do much, didn't you know? Just this real laid back and cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were, so everybody was shocked, but uh, I don't know. Just talk about you know how senior year. I know how your experience was definitely a lot different than mine, and you had to endure a lot, and you know. For that, it just well. So my senior year, when I found out I was pregnant, that of course embarrassed my parents to their core, and um, I ended up having to do a homeschool. So I did my work at school or at home. I'm sorry, did all my work at home. Went and turned it in at the end of every week. Didn't really have any social interaction. All the people that um, I knew, there were some people that checked on me after I left high school, but um, I. I don't know. I I know what, from that moment of being pregnant, what I was presumed to be or what I was supposed to be from then on. And um, I know that even with both of us getting pregnant or me getting pregnant, both of us going through the pregnancy at that young age, we, it was kind of like everybody was looking at us like, okay, if you guys are going to keep this baby, then you guys are going to go ahead and just have a family and whatever. And, <laughs> excuse me, we chose, we chose of course not to get married right away. But um, if we fast forward to what Brandon being, uh, four maybe? Okay, four. Four, four five, four. three, four, four, five. One of those ages, we will check in on that. <laughs> but um, it's okay, it's okay. we go back, uh, we were, we we got married in two thousand and eight, and um, he was born in two thousand six. So, two he was almost three years old when we ended up getting married. Boom, but anyway, so um, it was just like I went into automatic. Uh, you know, I had worked, but I was like, I want. I guess I'm just gonna stay at home now, and I'm gonna take care of him, and um, just fall into the line and. Just the, what I consider now, rigidness of what is expected from moms, let alone being a young mom and not being able to really mold your life and, and see it for what you want it to be. So you, you would say that you just did what was expected of you? Yeah, basically. Right. Like in hardcore, went yeah. hardcore with that shit. Right, right. So in terms of what was expected of me, you know... I want to add value to what you were saying is that I just knew all I really knew was that it was a man's job to provide for a family. So that's all I, you know, all I really knew and didn't really um, realize that there was so much more. <laughs> well, I, I do want to point out, I think that as soon as we like from before we even got together, we were friends at the age of 15. So you were the person I would call. This person's doing me wrong. Oh, this right, person's right, doing right. whatever. Yeah, yeah. We so we had that. Yeah, and then yeah. we got together or whatever. So we had that friendship beforehand. So it was almost like as soon as we allowed all these outward things to come in and all these things that society tells you, you have to do in order to be an upstanding person. Like, 
that's when, <laughs> you know, you kind of start ignoring that and you forget that this person's your best friend and you go into this like robot mode of growing old with each other and hating each other. And yeah, I mean, like, I, I mean, but, but essentially like, like, you know, we were saying it's, it's kind of like you're living up to, to somebody else's expectations. And therefore, like, you're really just following the mold that like we were talking about earlier outside. You're just following the mold of, of what you what you saw as a kid. You know what I mean? That's that's what you saw. You saw um you saw your mom doing doing certain things and then you saw your dad doing certain things and then, you know, I I come from a divorced family, so I didn't really get that that type of full picture of mother and father doing stuff together. You know, my mom was had uh, me and my little brother. Uh, she kind of took on most of the, the 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 responsibility as a parent, you know. So I didn't get that that mm-hmm. full balance. Um, so it was very, very, very unbalanced, um, and that affected me later on, you know. See, but even older. in my, I don't want to say that my my dad didn't do anything in our household because that that wouldn't be true. Like we went through a stage where. He was at home with us and he got us ready for school and all that kind of stuff. But it just seemed like it was one or the other, if that makes sense. Like, it it was like either one parent was doing it or the other parent was doing it. It was never like a so like they were taking joint turns. effort. Yeah, yeah they were taking it was just turns. like taking turns. Like and how I, we started in the beginning yeah. when I would be like, hey, I did this these days, so now right. you do this these right. days. And, see, and, and see, it was still an uneven And see, that's, that's the part of how it, that that could have started to chip away at, at their relationship or how that feels like, you know, how that begins to chip away at the relationship um, as a couple. You know, you, you sh- like, sure, some of us are, are better at others in certain certain subjects or certain certain matters, but, you know, when you do stuff together, it just shows that overall, shows that overall um, strong, um, uh, strong uh, foundation together and you 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 start to look at it in my opinion you start to look at it differently um because in that mindset too i want to say that that's kind of like just a comparison you know you kind of like okay you know it's not really it, it initially becomes like a, a divide and conquer mindset but then it, it really forms right. into something else where it's like okay then i did this 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 day it, it's only right that you do it this day when it's like it's it's you're looking at it, in my opinion. It's like count pockets. Right. <laughs> You're not looking at it from a healthy way. You got to look at it like, okay, you know, take those deep breaths and see, like, you know, I want, I, I'm want, i doing this because I want to do it. You know what I mean? I, I, it's not because I have to. Right, not you know to get I mean? points. Right, not to get any points or to get any any damn sexual favors later on or or, or to, uh, to be able to buy anything or, or do whatever. I'm just speaking from... Not not judging everybody, but I know that our personal we, we, perspectives, yeah, our experience <laughs> of how we used it to get up on each other, <laughs> right? So so, <laughs> teachers on, I'm sure. I know you know we're not alone and and experience and experience it in that way. Um, definitely, uh, is is what is considered common, you know. Um, well, jumping like okay, back onto our story yeah, train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so after. We got married, we had Brandon, and it's like, oh, it's only right we furthered this situation. So um, we had Caden, then 
I'm really at home in the trenches with the children's. Brian's really out there in the trenches working. Um, and I mean, I'm pretty sure we'll have an episode where we go more in detail of everything and sure, everybody sure, later. It's, it's a lot. It's but because <laughs> we have four kids, so it's a span right, of, of right. time. So we had Caden, then um, then Rylan came into play, and then last but not least, Kennedy. Um, Kennedy. So oh, we yeah, have three <laughs> three boys and a girl. But um, the more I feel like the more that uh, the more that we got entranced into what we were supposed to do based on everyone else's standards, the more we became miserable. So I guess this is our like a snippet of our journey into our like us still on the path of getting to that relationship alchemy stage like because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. our journey is like we're nowhere near done but we've been through enough to be like all right we uh we definitely can ooh, help some people we can help some people uh, with something. the knowledge that we have amassed <laughs> so far you know. there's like every every stage of everything like even stuff that people might not think we've been through like we've we've been through it <laughs> so um but ultimately like our our um we Go. we got to a stage after having the kids and after everything else where we went through some other things and we were separate for a year. Right. And so so we went through depression and we went through anxiety, we went through and, yeah. and dealing with anxiety, self hate, yeah, and definitely a lack of confidence, uh, suicidal thoughts. Yeah, had quite like, a few of those. And but <laughs> like you know, we're black, so what are you told? Black people don't have these issues. Right, right. We don't talk about mental health. Like, that's why it's so good to see now how it's such a discussion. Like, when people are checking on you and they're like, all right, that's cool that everything is this going well, but, like, how's your mental? Like, you like that's like, one of the biggest things that I love my friends ask. How is your mental? Like, you, you should have, <laughs> like, I don't want to say you should have. I know. So, so it was very hard, just to give one example, it's very hard to know that something is wrong with your wife but you can't help. I, I didn't really know how to help her. But, you know, when I would talk to family and, and tell friends of, uh, of sorts, like, there were times where advice was given to just check her in a mental hospital. And it's like, I don't, it's just, when people fall short like that, why is it our natural uh, reflex send to them just away. send them away? Send them it's off. Like, it's like <laughs> I know I know that there are people out there that are sick that need medication and all that stuff. I know um all all this stuff exists. I I I'm I'm saying that simply put, those of us with family members or, or any relationship, friends or kids or whatever, so much can be solved by simply communicating and figuring out and asking questions. Like like so many of us, we don't, we don't go. We go through the days, and we just we just simply talk about ourselves, and we don't even ask like, "Hey, you know, uh, how are you doing today?" Like, you know, it's I, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I personally like just from like a standpoint, and this like my family can take it however they would like to take it. At this point, these are how they receive things. And it's our story. Like, it it's, not, it's, it's not, not my problem, personal, so it's right, my story. Right, right. But I really personal. felt like it's our story. You know, I'd already went through some depressive things. Um, because I started getting depressed, like going through your, what they call your, uh, working through your childhood traumas. Because before we started doing all the stuff we started doing, like, I think working through our childhood traumas was remembering things and actually working through them. Right. So when I started, like, 
talking about the sexual abuse and stuff that happened with the family member in my family, mm-hmm. it was kind of like, ooh, why are we talking about this now? Yeah, or and yes and then <laughs> or this person's like this you know this person's childhood was messed up so it basically gave them the liberty to do what they did to me because they had a messed up childhood not, too not taking so it was it wasn't yeah it wasn't no, no accountability and it's not actions. like i was like oh i want him to this person to like just be punished and, yeah. and send him off to jail like, i would like, like no, to let just, you know you that this is where it. some of yeah. my depressive acts exactly. that i was going through have come from but when that was i wasn't strong enough then to be able, well, I, I was because I did it, but I wasn't able, strong enough to follow through with them and be like, hey, this isn't anything personal against y'all. I'm letting y'all know why I've been depressed because right. I'm always having to be around this person. Everything we do is centered around this right, person. Right. And I'm tired of it just always being in my face. Like, this is the golden person of the family. Like, this is a, a shitty person. That's a little bit. That's a little bit of, it's a little bit of ego in there, too. Because, you know, you, I mean, as far as your parents are well, concerned, because yeah. you, you don't want to, you don't, you don't yeah, because then it's like you, okay, we left, we left them around this person or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. I get it. I never blamed any of them once. But it was just like, okay, when they reacted, all of them reacted how they did, like, this person's childhood was messed up, so da 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 da. da. It's like, okay. But then I wasn't strong enough to take that and be like, ah, whatever you, they say you, is what you, they say. Would you say you felt abandoned? I felt abandoned. Right. So that coupled with, being pregnant again, right. and then ignoring the postpartum depression that time before, right. and then coming back and having postpartum depression again, like and then, oh, and then let's not forget me, me giving me giving up on you in, in a certain. I mean, yeah, manner. but and, but still, and, and that's like, just where I, like I had like a I had ordered a double combo special depression like express, and I just that was the combo I picked, so, and it so, was just ugh. So I want to talk real quick. I want to talk about. <clears throat> kind of my similar experience of, like you said, doing the shadow work. So, you know, uh, using, uh, I don't know, smoking medicinal, smoking weed or however. The Lord's, the Lord's flower. <laughs> smoking, smoking, you know, smoking a plant. So, you can call it the Lord's flower. It's uh, created uh, by. It's, it's, it's by source. <laughs> all, right, all right, by source, definitely, for sure. So, um, but anyway, I was, I hadn't smoked or did anything in, in high school, I didn't drink, you know, I, what kind of helped me, uh, what programmed me not to do that was that my dad was a cop, but even more so, I never wanted to embarrass him because it, I felt like, you know, I looked up to him and I didn't, you know, I never, I never wanted to get caught doing anything that would, would make him look bad, but, um, I ended up trying, so I tried, I ended up trying weed like, uh, I think it was what, 30? For the first yeah, time, and and that kind of pushed me into my my uh spiritual journey and uh dealing some of, dealing with some of my my uh my shadow work and my child because trauma. why so, because we're taught when we're having episodes like that when we smoke that we're just tripping out right that, that, that's what that's exactly like, what I'm glad <laughs> you said it because that's what that's why I was going with it that's why I was mentioning it. so I had a moment in front of my <laughs> in front of my parents where. Like my inner child, like came out, you know, and I was just like, "Ah, remember me, Bubba? Remember me, Bubba? Remember me?" You know, uh, uh, um, just just going along with, uh, really, really dealing with the fact that I felt like I was forgotten for some some length of time, and I was just supposed to always do stuff right, and I couldn't make any 
you know, I I wasn't supposed to make mistakes. Or I wasn't we're supposed both to firstborn. Yeah, right, we're right. So that's to, what yeah, we're not supposed to do we're that. Supposed to be but it, but it happened. Look at us. So so knocked so up in the I just wanted to bring that up. I kind of I, I, man, I did that and I was dancing. I was I was <laughs> I was like really trying to show off all my my talent in front of my because parents. Because it and also <laughs> lets down the block. Like for me, like it let down the block of how I felt. Like with my parents, I always felt like. I couldn't say certain stuff to my parents, even at a certain age, and blah, 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 blah. So it lets down your inhibitions of being like, oh, this is my parent. I have to be this, this, and this. Mm. And to pay respects, like, I really think your brother showed us, like, how it truly is okay to just be a normal person around your parent in a non-sir, yes, sir right, way. Right, right, like, right. Because I, I definitely uh, dealt with... Uh, my dad never really... He never really... Uh, push the whole saying yes sir to him you know i really i valued that the fact that he was he was able to without really i don't think he ever really consciously saw what he was doing but he was able to make me his friend to kind of make me feel you know open to him to be able to talk to him about anything you know my mom was like you're not supposed to be your friend and you know the the thing we're taught as a culture you know as, right. as, as adults we're not supposed to be your kid's friend. And that's up to, to anybody's opinion. You know, that's just, just we, we're starting to definitely see different results by, it, it's all about perspective at the, at the beginning of the day. Yeah. It's all about perspective, you know. I mean, because we, there was stuff that both of us, like I, even when you wouldn't be with your dad for that weekend or whatever, like if I had a question about anything or if I wanted to talk to him about something, like, he was always available to talk to either one of us. Right. So it was just different than what I received at home and different from what you received at your primary home. Mm-hmm. So it was like that, I know that kind of bled over into us being parents, like out of our parental zombie state of like yeah, yeah, <laughs> the awakening. Because yeah. like we did the whole rigid parenting ass whooping thing for a while until we just could not anymore the first two got the blunt of the ass whoopings and I you know and for for a while I kind of I ain't going to my depression I carry guilt of of doing that to them and and now whenever I pushing it on you to do to them because I didn't have the stomach to spank them and I'm just like it doesn't feel right for me to do it but see that's what you that's what you saw though yeah that's what you that's what TV shows that's what TV and I saw like that's like we got man is supposed to be yeah yeah, the man's supposed to be the kid it's like that that it it simply adds on to to so many um uh, so many traumas dealing with that you add you add a lot of traumas to the kids when you anyway we'll, we'll talk about that and that's another subject so i'm gonna go back to, to <laughs> i'm gonna go back to um um my dad and what, what what was i going with it and talking about how he was able to be vulnerable and 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 be friends with me that we're starting to see the effects of us um doing that with our children and our older kid who essentially grew up with us, but that was something I wanted to say. Oh, so 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 he grew up. He grew up with us, and he's seen a lot. And and when you have kids that that young, if you really think about it, that's what happens. Y'all y'all grow up together. So you know you can either look at it from a perspective of that's that being a bad thing, or they saw you. When you when you made all your mistakes or, or or whatever, and then I think what happens is that kids or parents 
think about that, and then they they start to let that ego slide. Ego and the overbearing, and it becomes like a like an overpressure thing to make sure you discipline your kids and mm-hmm. whatever, whatever. Because they're, they're gonna they're, respect me, right? Yeah, they feel like what you don't. It's with your okay. foot on the like, neck like, of like with me. Like, I was always labeled as hard-headed because, like, it was like as soon as they put their foot on my neck, I was just like, I didn't want to listen because it's like, why? You're not trying to talk to me about anything. You're just trying to make me listen to what you have to say, and what I have to say has no value. So why do we have to have discussions? Right, right. Why do we, like, just go ahead and get what you have to say out so I can shake my head and say, yes, ma'am, yes, sir, go on about the next thing and just just let it flow that right. way let just let go. it go in that cycle over and over and over and then you never like then you get older and then you want to be able to have you know a dialogue or a relationship and you like you can't because some parents get still stuck in a mindset that you're not supposed to be friends with your kids and it's like i have a whole whole family of my own oh that's, that's, what, that's what i was gonna say i'm glad you said that it has been said that that friends when when you when you talk about um being your, your your friend to your child, it's like you can't do that. You can't possibly be your friend. And it's like it's been said that that friends have boundaries. Like you have don't you have respect for your friend? Right. You have there, boundaries with things, your friends. Right. Are there like, things that you that you won't do? Your friend can't just come <laughs> up and say any mother loving thing to you and you just gonna let it slide or your friend can't keep using you over and over and over and they're really valued exactly. as a treasured friend or whatever whatever Close-minded like, parents are are worried about when it comes to, oh, if my child's my friend, then like you should really like, they, they should really reconsider what they think a friend is. Like what are who are, <laughs> who are the friends that you keep around <laughs> you? <laughs> then exactly who are, who are we talking to? Right. Because like if you, for me, like I like I enjoy the open dialogue, even when it goes down to like down the line of all of our kids. Because if we're saying something and we're not doing it, they're going to say something to us. If we, like, just in, any little thing like that. Like, they, if we say, I'm going to do this, 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 or you say you're going to stop doing this, this ain't me yelling, hello. Right. Um, <laughs> you, said, you said you were going to stop yelling. Yeah, because it's, it's, a, it's accountability, <laughs> right. right? Instead of and being then, like, oh, you don't tell me what to do. You don't tell me like, what to like, do. Like, no, this ain't your house. You don't pay no bills. Right, right. Like, it's okay. like, come on. Like, come on. Nobody's saying that. So then that. it's like. Nobody. I will. I, that 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 puts them in a mindset of like I will. I will never say anything to you again. again. Right, right. And then it's right. like it's. It it just goes full circle. Like when with the adult child relationship, like when it comes to different teachers and different things like that. Like, I remember different teachers like Mr. Swanson. I will never forget Mr. Swanson. Stone Mountain Middle School. Like, he was always a teacher that even if you weren't on his team or in his class. And you had a problem and you were about to go to an administrator you went to because he sat on the, you were sitting in the desk. He just sat on the desk on top of it. Mm. Knee kicked up. What's going on? So you feel like he kind of leveled with you. Like he, he really yeah, got he down. Yeah, he got down to, to where you were to figure out right, where your emotions right. were coming from. And, and that doesn't mean that Was he, there something going on at home that day? Right. Did something trigger you? Right. Did somebody jump out of pocket? Like it wasn't just, oh, this is a bad child. Like there's like stuff got, that like, goes it, on with like people, kids, people, just like adults. People just legitimately think I'm sorry. People legitimately think that you gotta stand over your kid to show dominance. You gotta stand over them. It's like <sighs> I think that's part of like learning a- the alchemy of the different relationships though. Because it's like you think it's a certain way and you think it's like, okay, 
if I do this, this, and this, then my kid will be this way. And it's not like that. It's like it's a day-by-day thing, just like any other relationship. It's a day-by-day, second-by-second, minute-by-minute. Like, just because they're younger than you doesn't mean that they aren't wise in different ways. Like, right. My kid yeah. taught me, <laughs> my kid <laughs> like, taught me I, a lot I, of I, stuff. Exactly. College who? I concur. College I concur. who? I learned lessons from my kids, from our kids, all the time. And... And there's, there's a lot of parents out here who who fail to really uh, open their mind up to see that if they did, they learn a lot of lessons from their kids too. But it'd be that ego. That ego, it, it will always, it lives in fear. I, th- it, it I lives think in fear people of, hear ego and they think of like a, because I've had conversations with people. Like people th- hear ego and they think like an egotistical male or whatever, whatever. Like, but... There's a lot of women. Women can have ego. Kids can have ego. Like if you're walking and breathing, you can have an ego. It's like I want to. I don't want to say it's that voice in your head that this and this, but it's almost like that angel devil thing. Like, you know, I, I, I like, personally feel like it is. <laughs> is is your is your subconscious? Yeah, it's just like that. Of, of all your memories that you have stored. But you can have good ego. You can have bad ego. Yeah. It's like it's based on how mm-hmm, you're feeding it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. if you're programming yourself to look at things, as everybody's coming at you, everybody's trying to come for you, this and that, right. then you're going to be in a negative headspace. You're going to have a big negative ego following you around everywhere. But I don't know. Those kids, they've taught us. They've taught us a lot. And it's because... I have the respect and appreciation and love that I have for my kids because they've been through every step of this process and this journey with us and the highs, the super duper, super, super duper lows. And like (laughs) on our, on our climb to, to doing all this new stuff, like we really want to teach them that the programs that we're taught and the things that we're told we have to do aren't things that we have to do. Like I use our oldest for an example, again, like He's got an athletic little build on him. He's played soccer, played football and stuff before. But (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, you know, teenager stature. But he's very much going into what I like to think of as his creative realm. Like, I, I think the athleticism of his father and me was like out there first. But now like our creativity is coming out of him. So it's like, yeah, cause it's it, cool to it's, see. It's, it's absolutely cool. And, you know, we're going to. I, I do want to say one thing, and then we'll we'll say something else. But the last thing I want to say was regarding her uh, talking about his, his his stature and stuff. And, you know, he wanted to play football, and and my thing was, you know, any of my kids want to play football. I'm never going to really like put any pressure on them to do so, whatever sport or or whatever they they want to sing, what they want to do, whatever. Like I, I'm, I told him, I said, man, you could you could play football. Or you can work, continue to work, because he was working at Chick Fil A. I said, but you know, either way, whatever decision, whatever decision that you decide to make, man, I'm going to be here and be behind you. You know what I mean? And that's that's one of the most important that's things one that parents can things. tell a child. Right. You have no idea. Like, it's. I love my parents. I love my parents. But, like, those words, I think those words would have hit different when I was younger, like, because I felt like I had to play basketball. I felt like I had to do certain things. Yeah. If not, like, and I, and I, I wasn't doing too, nothing that I, was, I wasn't <laughs> doing what they wanted me to do. So it wasn't like, you know, I was told art when I was drawing and singing and stuff like that wasn't going to get me nowhere. So 
you know, I've I've cried my my puddles of tears over that before, but it's just like you really have to look at like their wounded child that's still in them wanting to do stuff, and, and they're older yes. than us, and they still feel like and they what can't. They go through like, 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 like you can't that's take gotta a hurt. Person. Yeah, you can't take but to move us a little bit further along in this synopsis of things, um, had all the kids had to split up, um, all of that stuff, and we had our separation, and then um, we got back together, and uh, through that journey uh, was the next uh, crescendo um, in our relationship when we right. both decided that we. No longer were into monogamous, monogamy. Uh, programmed, <laughs> boring right, to us, right, to right. us, just a, um, relationship. And just because uh, that comes from like what we were saying with our high school stuff, like we might not have been telling each other, like, oh, we had little over at our high schools, whatever. But like both of us talked to other people at our high schools. We still managed to maintain our relationship with each other. Right. And it was like outside of. Being told we had to be married and feeling like we owned each other. Like, when we started being honest with each other, we realized that there was something to this. And both of us were feeling a certain way. And, like, like the, the moral of that story of, like, just to this point of finding this was, like, a lot of our depression and stuff came from us not being strong enough for ourselves individually to be like, I don't care what anybody else says I have to do. I want to do it my way. Because when you're in those depressive states of mind, you think, as soon as I go outside of doing it somebody's way of what they think, like, they're going to disown me or they're not going to love me the same. Mm-hmm. Like, I've already been and received multiple text messages, conversations about, like, how there's basically a space in hell reserved for me because <laughs> I'm deciding to be consensually non-monogamous with my husband. So, right. I mean, I get it. I understand people's points of view. It's their point point of view to have. That's what it is. But, it, it, it's, yeah. it's all about perspective. Like, I also want to add value to what you said earlier about how we did things in high school. Like, it's, it's there, there are plenty of grown people out here today that are, that are maintaining relationships with multiple people and only, in my opinion, when you started to add those titles onto everything, does it really uh, uh, make things Well, that's when that negative ego difficult. comes out. You know what I'm saying? When you, it's, like, it's like... That's mine. That's mine. So it's like, like nobody's really anybody's. But I, again, I think the, the next... The next we'll, we'll pick up on that in the next episode, and then we'll talk a little bit more about you know how we had to separate and... The, the beginning from me losing the job, we'll, we'll pick up from there. That, that's cool with you? Yeah, that's fine with me. All right, cool. So, Introduction episode. Thank you guys for joining us. Absolutely. And I look forward to making plenty more. More to come. Hope you guys, and I hope, I know you guys will enjoy. <laughs>